Welcome in to episode 37 of College Sports Today. We're coming to you on WLRZ 99.3 FM, as well as online at therinian.com, rss.com, and Spotify. This is Hamilton Neal, your host, and today we are talking exclusively about NCAA conference realignment and the impact that the Big Ten Conference now holds. Again, our entire episode is going to be just about conference realignment and the Big Ten Conference in particular. And the reason we're talking about the Big Ten is because USC and UCLA have now been added. Those schools are leaving the Pac-12, going to the Big Ten in a couple of years. And obviously, the last couple of weeks, we've had college basketball specials. Last week, we talked about recruiting, had all of that stuff. So we really couldn't get to the USC, UCLA, to the Big Ten news But now we're talking about it right here in this entire episode. And I pondered on this over the last week. Like, hey, can we put together a whole special on this? Is there enough to really carry a whole episode? Well, there's more than enough to carry an an entire one episode. There's actually enough to really have two or three shows on this, really. Because, again, we just have so much to get into and so much to talk about And we're going to do the best we can to cram it all into this one show here. So obviously, coming up very soon, we'll continue to talk more with this stuff. We'll have local sports news to talk about with LR Sports coming up this fall. Obviously, some CVCC stuff. We'll talk more recruiting, college football, college basketball, all of that stuff coming up as the fall nears closer. But here today, again, conference realignment news as it pertains to the Big Ten with USC and UCLA. And if you follow college sports and what teams are in what conferences, you know UCLA and USC are the two flagship programs of the Pac-12. When you think of West Coast college sports, you think of these two schools, USC and UCLA. But starting in 2024, they are going to be in the Big Ten, a Big Ten conference that has schools in the Midwest region primarily, They have Rutgers up in New Jersey, and now they're going to have on the complete opposite end of the country, USC and UCLA. So the geography here is starting to make less sense, but the almighty dollar is prevailing here. And again, I'll talk about what I mean by that coming up in a moment. So USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten This is really a direct response to Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC. The Big Ten saw what the SEC did adding those programs, and that's not coming up until a few years down the road as well. But they saw that, and they knew, hey, we got to do something. And when it comes to USC and UCLA, One of the big factors here, really the biggest factor, was media rights revenue. Because again, in the Pac-12 conference, they aren't going to make as much money as they will in the Big Ten. USC and UCLA, they have a grant of rights tied to the current Pac-12 TV contract, 
which expires after the 2023 football season and 2023-2024 school year. And that's why the expectation is that both schools can go to the league for the 2024-5 season and they won't suffer any financial penalty. Because again, when schools leave conferences, there is an exit fee. And a lot of that has to do with TV contracts. But this current Pac-12 TV deal expires after the 2023-4 school year. So they can leave prior to the fall of 2024 and not suffer any penalty financially. Pac-12 officials had been nudging both LA schools to extend the grant of rights for multiple years. And the fact that they didn't do anything, they kind of just sat there, that was a huge hint that they were thinking about expansion, going to a bigger conference, and leaving the Pac-12. And now USC and UCLA are expected to make double to triple the amount of revenue in the Big Ten as opposed to the Pac-12. And that's just from revenue from meteorites. And now with the Big Ten and SEC as the two super conferences, they are expected to make double the amount of some of the other Power Five leagues. And they're forcing other brand name schools to now scramble to be a part of this. And again, later this decade, we're going to see this take shape. And a great example of a brand name program trying to get out from under what they have right now is Oregon. And we'll talk more about Oregon in a moment. But what Oregon has is a super donor in Phil Knight, founder of Nike, who really wants his school to be at the forefront. Oregon does not want to lose visibility and they do not want to lose relevance because they're a Nike school. Founder of Nike went to Oregon, is the super donor. Football means a lot to them. Basketball is big there. So Oregon was scrambling to get into the Big Ten. Big Ten said no. They tried to call the SEC. SEC said no. I think the Big Ten and SEC for now are good. But this landscape is ever-changing. So the fact that the Big Ten is at 16 schools and you think they're going to stop there, I, I think that's a fool's errand to think that. And the SEC probably isn't going to stop either. And a major player in the future of this realignment stuff is Notre Dame. Notre Dame is a school that is independent in football, but they do play in the ACC for all of their other sports. And Notre Dame has been long desired by the Big Ten, but the Irish are obligated to stay in the ACC until 2036. And according to their contract, they're in the ACC until 2036. But with the fact that they're the most highly sought program, they could find a way to exit earlier, according to sources. And yes, while you don't want to take that hit of a financial penalty, if that's what they end up doing, you've had a lot of people say that they could make all of that money back that they're going to lose in their first year or two in the Big Ten. And a source said that they do not think the Big Ten stops at 16 schools. And there have even been rumors about this could be a 20 school super conference. 20 programs 
You go from the Big Ten to the Big 20, I guess. And it looks like it could really happen because now when you look at the Pac-12, when you look at the Big 12, the ACC, these conferences have to be thinking, God, what do we have to do to even keep these schools now? Because it seems that everybody wants to leave. I think we will see a day when the Big Ten has 20 teams and when the SEC has 20. And they are even thinking about staging their own college football playoff. Like, forget everybody else. This is our stuff. Because the Big Ten and the SEC, that's where a lot of the CFP players are. And again, what happens with Notre Dame? I don't know. They could stay in the ACC. They could go to the Big Ten. I really don't think they're going to the SEC. That's the only other place they could go. If it's not the Big Ten, I feel like it's a good fit geographically. Obviously, they would fit right in with all those other schools and football is the big thing here. See, the thing about this conference realignment is football is what's in mind. When USC and UCLA made this move, it's like, okay, we can play Michigan. We could play Ohio State. We could play Penn State, Michigan State, as opposed to Utah, Arizona, Oregon State, Colorado, etc. And now with 16 teams, with the addition of USC and UCLA, we could see a couple of scenarios here. Because with the fact that you have this many teams, USC and UCLA could play in a West division alongside Illinois, Iowa, Wisconsin, Northwestern, Minnesota, and Nebraska. In that case, Purdue would need to be moved to the East or Illinois could go to the East. The second scenario is no divisions. Just with that many teams, it really doesn't make as much sense. And that's the most likely route at this point is that the Big Ten does not need divisions to hold a conference championship game in the future. And the third scenario is a pod setup, which, for example, pod A, Indiana, Maryland, Purdue, Rutgers, pod B, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, Penn State, pod C, Illinois, Iowa, Northwestern, Wisconsin, pod D, UCLA, USC, Nebraska, and Minnesota. And what putting the teams in pods would do is match the teams up with guaranteed opponents every year, which would be three games, while playing two opponents from each of the other pods for nine conference games overall. So it's almost like your non-conference conference games and your in-conference conference games. That's just where it's going now, okay? So that's a less likely scenario, but it's something that they could think about. So we kind of hit on the financial pressure that these schools were under to make the move. That's really the first flashpoint I wanted to hit on. We talked about Notre Dame. The third thing I want to talk about is the Big 12. You think, what do they have to do with any of this? Well, they have plenty to do with it because of the position that the Pac-12 is now in. The Big 12 is seeking to expand. They have a new commissioner, Brett Yormark. He is looking to expand this conference, get new members. And we talked about a couple of weeks ago that they added BYU, Cincinnati, UCF, and Houston. That got them to 12 teams, or it will once Texas and Oklahoma leave, but now they want to try to get to 16. So they're targeting Arizona, Arizona State, 
Utah and Colorado from the Pac-12. Now, some Big 12 sources say that the conference prefers Oregon and Washington as part of this deal. And obviously, if I were running the Big 12 and trying to get some Pac-12 schools, I would definitely want Oregon and Washington. But here's the problem with that. Oregon and Washington are brand name schools. I think they want to aim higher than the Big 12. They want to be at the best of the best. They want to be at the top of the heap. So I think what's going to happen is the Big 10 will eventually expand and Oregon and Washington will be accepted instead of rejected. I think that's just right now the Big 10 doesn't want those schools. But I think eventually they will be part of the fold. I don't think Oregon and Washington want to be part of a Big 12, Pac-12 kind of merger. I don't think, especially Oregon with Phil Knight's influence, I don't think he wants to be part of a school that is not in the biggest, best conference in the country. And they weren't anyway in the Pac-12, but they had major visibility because they were playing UCLA. They were playing USC. Now they don't have those schools to face. So there's a scenario where these schools could stay in the Pac-12 on a new contract, but it would be a shorter contract and they would get more revenue from media rights. Because again, the Pac-12 is going to have a new TV deal. And once that is structured and negotiated, I'm sure Oregon and Washington, if they're still there at that point, would say, if you want us here as your new flagship schools, then give us the most money. And I think the Pac-12 would definitely do that if they want to try to survive and stay in place. Because we talked about the Big 12 as the conference that was trying to survive. Now it's the Pac-12. And a source said that the Big 12 has never been aggressive in conference realignment, but they should contact Pac-12 schools, especially Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado. Those four are known as the four corners schools in the Pac-12. And that source said that they should really try to get those schools because there's nothing left in the Pac-12, at least except for Washington and Oregon. But I don't even see Washington as a face of your conference. I see Oregon as that, but Washington, not as much because they're okay in football right now. In basketball, they're decent. I wouldn't say that they're great in any of those sports, which again, it's about football and to a lesser extent, basketball. Another source added, we're not sitting back this time. We're looking to strengthen our conference. And again, that's coming from the Big 12, saying they're not going to sit back this time. So there is hope among Pac-12 sources that the league will add schools from the Big 12 or that there will be some type of merger. So, you know, it could go many different ways here, of course. But if there is Pac-12 and Big 12 communication here. And if they're looking to do business, I see a merger at this point with the second most likely option being Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah going to the Big 12. And then at that point, Oregon, Washington, and the rest of the schools would have to go somewhere else. Or they could add schools from the West Coast say like from the Mountain West, Fresno State, Colorado State, Boise State. So if they lose four programs, 
then you'd be from 12 down to just Oregon and Washington as your faces. You lose six programs because UCLA and USC are already gone, plus those four. Yeah, that would be that would definitely be a big blow to the Pac-12, and I think would pretty much end the conference as we know it. I mean, it already is over as we know it with these schools, UCLA and USC out, but that would really finish any hope of the Pac-12 surviving at that point. And I think a merger with the Big 12 would be the only option at that point. So that's the third flashpoint I wanted to hit on is the Big 12 impact and how I feel like a merger would be good because you know the Pac-12 is definitely weak and I think the Big 12 needs to take advantage of that because the Pac-12 is now the weakest Power 5 league. The ACC obviously has a major part in this as well. We're not talking as much about them here, but they have Clemson, big football brand. They have North Carolina, huge basketball brand. Virginia, some of those schools have been mentioned as candidates to move. I think Clemson would go to the SEC. Florida State obviously has brand appeal. I feel like they would be a good fit in the SEC. I think if the SEC is going to get to 20 teams, they're going to have to poach schools from the ACC. And with the money now and how crazy it is, I don't think that's going to be too hard to do because the ACC is not going to have as much visibility. It's Clemson and everybody else, at least when it comes to football. Now, in basketball, you have Duke, North Carolina, Virginia. You have that Duke-UNC rivalry. And in no world could we ever see that broken up. At that point, you know, it's like, what are we even doing this for? That is not going to happen. But the money's so crazy now, it's so enticing for these schools to say, okay, we're willing to leave tradition and history for the almighty dollar. That's what this is about. It's about TV revenue. It's about being part of the next big thing, which is like the power two. It's about football and dollar bills. That's what it's about. Because these moves have really not kept the other sports in mind. And that's the only thing that bothers me with this is that they're making these moves thinking, hey, we get UCLA and Ohio State, Michigan and USC and all these potential matchups for football. But just because those are great matchups in football, maybe doesn't mean it's a great matchup in basketball. I mean, it it is, it will be, but just for certain schools, it's like, hey, this is great for football, but it's not great for basketball or baseball or softball or whatever the heck you're talking about. So I just feel like geography is one thing. I mean, forget geography at this point, you know, that's become lost because think about like what Rutgers will have to do. They're in New Jersey. They're going to have to go all the way to Southern California. And again, it's halfway that distance when they're going to play like Ohio State or someone in the Midwest. But the fact that they're going to have to go all the way to Southern California is just, it's crazy. No school has ever had to make that long of a trip to play a conference game. So it's just getting crazier and crazier. And the SEC, obviously, again, as I said, has a major part to play down the road as well. Because with the Big Ten making the moves they're making, there are many reports out there from sources that say the SEC is not going to sit back and watch the Big Ten And just let all this stuff happen. They are going to try to respond again. Like 
they were showing everybody like, hey, we've added Texas and Oklahoma. What are you going to do about it? The Big Ten said UCLA and USC. Now the SEC is like, oh boy, because it's really about who wants to be the number one conference. It's going to be the SEC or the Big Ten. And the SEC would likely target Clemson, Florida State, North Carolina, Virginia, those schools that I mentioned earlier. But again, like we talked about with Notre Dame, these schools would have to find a way out of the ACC's grant of rights, which again, does not expire until 2036. But again, the SEC could pursue Big 12 programs. That's another angle that we haven't talked about. For example, Oklahoma State to join Oklahoma, other Big 12 schools. And an industry source said that everything that seemed impossible a few years ago is now a possibility. I mean, anything goes at this point with college realignment. And this is just one episode of what could be a two, three, four part series. Now, again, we have other things to talk about. We're not going to spend two or three more episodes on this, but we very well could. And then, and I would love to, but we have other things to get into. So the purpose of this show is to just shed some light on what is actually happening and the effect that something like this has, USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten, because you see that headline and it's crazy enough just reading it. But then when you go into all this and research it and hear what people have to say, what the inside sources are looking at, it is far from over. We're just getting started. And that's the craziest thing of all is that we're just getting started with this stuff. That as crazy as this is, this isn't the end. This is only the beginning. This is only the beginning with college realignment. And if you thought a decade ago was crazy with some of the stuff that happened then, that has nothing on this. This is a new day, a new era where money reigns supreme even more. Like this is, this is all about gaining the highest dollars possible. And, you know, if you want to look at it just from that angle, you say, Good for you, UCLA. Good for you, USC. You're going to get your money. You're going to get your bag. But what this does is, you know, it affects everybody. It's a domino effect. It doesn't just affect one conference, one set of schools. It affects everybody. Pac-12, Big 12, SEC, ACC could even be affected by this. So this is something that I really wanted to get into tonight. Again, just to give you guys an idea of what's happening with NCAA College Realignment. And with that said, we wrap up episode 37 of College Sports Today. And as always, we want to give a special thanks to everybody at Lenoran University, the College of Fine Arts and Communications, and WLRZ 99.3 FM. This is Hamilton Neal signing off. I'll talk to you again next week. Thank you for listening.